Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose. And this is program number 32 on the series The Life um, on Freedom to Choose. You're, and we, we just want to thank you for listening in and uh, being a part of uh, our program. And we've got a lot of faithful listeners that call in, and uh, we just want to thank you for for that. Absolutely, and uh, not only that, for everybody who requests resources or who um, get resources to share with somebody else, that's that's a, a satisfying part of our ministry that we like to do. Um, you know, God has provided so much to us throughout our years of recovery and throughout our years of growing closer to Him. That that's one thing our ministry really. Um, I'm thankful that we can do that, that we provide all of our resources for free, including yeah, we just, free shipping. And yeah. it wasn't that long ago that I got a um, a letter from a woman in prison from Texas and uh, sent out um, the workbooks, the two workbooks and a prayer journal. And then pretty soon I got two letters from the same prison in Texas. And then I got another letter, but it had a request for four people to send. And it's really um, gratifying to be able to see. Uh, we just sent out a case to someone in yeah, Colorado. Yeah, we just sent out a case yesterday. And um, it's it's just wonderful to be able to share these principles of God's design for our lives and and how He has designed um, life to be. Um, it, it's just part of of what we do, you know. And it's it's just it's it's what encourages us to continue to keep doing this. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so we, and we just want. Once again, thank everyone for uh, being faithful listeners to this program, yes. and thank all of you, those that even haven't called in, but may, those that have called in and, and given us encouragement, mm-hmm. because that is so helpful to us. Um, and if you do need resources, uh, give us a call, 916-645-1297. We have, uh, could it be this simple, the workbook, which is a uh, a recovery from life, if you will, workbook just teaches the principles of the way God operates and and how we can apply those principles to our life through our thinking process and through all the processes that we go through to help us to cope with life, cope with problems, deal with uh, people in a manner that's that's dignified and respectful. And, and that's and, going to be healthy for us and healthy for them yeah, as well. To, to, yeah, right. and it teaches that, that the book, uh, actually I co-authored it with a, a Christian psychiatrist, and, it, and uh, it, it teaches us how to, to interact with people in a healthy fashion. 
Right. It's called the tagline is the biblical model to heal the mind. Yeah. We all need healing. We've all done things and we've all created bad habits and we all do things that harm ourselves and others. And And a lot of times we don't even know that we're doing it. Right. And if we haven't like done them, we've actually thought about doing them, which can (laughs) be just just as as, bad. Right. Absolutely. And so once again, that's that's uh, could it be this simple the way out of your prison? And we wrote that, actually co-authored that book to take into uh, Folsom Women's Facility and a whole host of, of other facilities. It's uh, it, we Don't we send it to Arizona? There's several Nevada? prisons that have um, found out that we have it. And so we, it's gone to a lot of different places, a yeah. lot of different um, prisons, men's facilities, as well as women facilities. But and, it's not only for— And just for regular people. Yeah, it's not only uh, for— uh, prison ministry. It's for me and you because we need to go through those principles every day. Once again, uh, oh, before we get going, let's pray. Let's open with a word of prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you once again for the opportunity to speak of your goodness, your design laws for life, and and, um, how you can take broken vessels like us and and, um, Creating us new hearts and right spirits that uh, we too may be a part of your kingdom of love. And we pray that for everybody listening as well as for ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, so uh, before we get going too much, of course, we're going to talk about uh, the question that the disciples asked Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom. Before we get going on to that, do you have any miracles you want to talk about? Oh, we have had a couple of people, or one particular woman that has. Um, called in and just doesn't, I don't know if she was angry or just it didn't make sense to her why we always close our program, um, that you can you can look at life in two ways, either as everything is a miracle or as nothing is a miracle and you have the freedom to choose. And um, her point was that Jesus was the only one that worked miracles. And so she wasn't quite understanding why we said that or where we came from. And and so our whole point is why we use that saying at the as we close the program is is that um, everything can be viewed as a miracle. Everything in life can be viewed as a miracle. Why? Because it's it's in the, un- book, in the book of John. What all things were, were created, created by Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. Right. So everything you're looking at on this planet, we couldn't have done. Right. And if, if God was to walk up right now and in front of you create Adam again, or have you ever looked at a sonogram? Or well, it's really interesting because we're Rich and I are sitting across from each other, and there's like a plexiglass in between we're us. COVID but I, friendly, here. right? But I can see him, and so I was thinking about the eye and everything that the eye can do, um, and how um, how intricate it is. And what about the eyebrow? Why do well, you have the, an eyebrow? Have eyebrow? Yeah, yeah, that's why does everybody have eyebrow? Right. But the eye is interesting because yes. it's a mousetrap theory too, as well, right? The eye does not work. Without one of the parts, if you, in other words, you have to have all the parts together right. at once for it to right. work. Right. Same thing as a mouse trap. You, you, you know, the right. old so kind of mouse—you ha- can't take it, a part, any part of the mouse trap. It, it will never work. Right. Again, so right. It, ha- it hasn't just evolved. Right. And so you know, we we choose to look at everything. We choose to look at each day as a miracle. When we um, we don't, um, we're in and of ourselves incapable of sustaining life. Yep. 
and we're in and of ourselves um, incapable of sustaining plants or growth or anything. We we just don't have that power. We can name things. We can assign um, names and principles to things, but we are not the creator of those or the sustainer of, of life. Yeah. So we look at everything as a miracle. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when Belshazzar was reprimanded, he says, you are, you are laughing in the face of the God that holds your every breath. Right. How does that happen? How did that breath of life get breathed into Adam? And now the entire race lives because that one breath of life started, started the, it all. Right. You know, and there's just so many things, so many things that we can only describe. We can assign words to them. We can describe them, but we cannot um, create them. We cannot or make, sustain them. We cannot make matter out of energy. And so and I think, too, is I think that's a great principle. I know that it has been for me. It's been a great principle since I got clean and sober. So look at everything as a miracle to never to try not to take anything for granted, anything for granted, to recognize that my very breath, I consist and Be- I am alive simply because of the power of God. That I, it's not me that's doing it. I have to rely on that power outside of me. You know what? I'm glad you said that because th- we talked about it in the last program. You're cast on your foot, so we're not going to get too deep into right. it now. But it's still on your foot. It's because still it's there. Ne- it's, yes. ne- it's the next week. She had her toe fused, so right. she, she's got a cast on. And we'll just run through it real quickly. She's got a cast on. She can't walk on it. She's got a little cart that she goes around. But you told me the other day, I can't, you don't even remember. You said, I can't realize how much I took for granted. Right. Because there you are sitting in the reclining chair holding your leg up so it doesn't swell. Because I have absolutely no weight bearing on my foot. Can't bear any weight. So, So just walking was taken for granted. Right. You know, all these things and people that have respiratory illnesses, breathing. You know, I, I, I know you had pneumonia. I had bronchitis one time. We even take breathing for granted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We take everything for granted. Mm-hmm. And when it gets taken away is the only time you seem to realize, wow, I can't make that work on my own. Right. You know. And, 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 and so I do believe that's a principle of God. Are we thankful? Are we grateful each and every day for those little things in yeah. life? Are we thankful that we can walk around? Are we thankful that, um, you know, we ha- are able to, you know, have the food that, we, you know, it just, it's I think amazing. everything needs to be. Yeah, I'm thankful I got white cells and T cells. Yes. I can describe how they work, but I cannot make them right. work. I don't care how much I concentrate. Right. I cannot make them work. Right. 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 I want to be taller. I don't care how much I concentrate. I can't be taller. Mm-hmm. But God could make me taller. God could, can. Yes. See? So God can do all these things. And God has men doing all kinds of things. Right. But he still made the man and he still made the things that they're making the things out of. See, so God is the creator of all things. Absolutely. And and, we, and, and he everything in his realm is a miracle because it all sustains from his power. And so I think that's where we get to this. Um, week's yeah, lesson about who is the greatest. Right. There's, there. you know, that it's actually the key to the entire problem of the universe. When the disciples asked Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom? Jesus said, if any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. And so we we actually talked about it in the last program. Right. It's, it's, it's the... All of a sudden, Satan says, I want, a, I want that position of being the, the creator and the ruler. 
Yeah. And God says, but you weren't, you weren't, weren't created quote unquote, for created. For that. You were created, right? Yeah. And you were created to have a different position. And I think so, so in, um, and I think that that's what the world does. The world is always this. Is this, assigning different. It, it, or it's always saying you were created for more. Yeah. You deserve more. Yeah. You, you know, it's not fair. Yeah. And, and I think that that's where kind of where we can get, um, caught up in the things of this world and we lose our very livelihood yeah. as God created it. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about the kingdom of, of Satan and how his kingdom is a, is a kingdom of force. And that um, in, in that realm, every individual regards every other as an obstacle in the way of its, his own advancement mm-hmm. or as a stepping stone sure. on which he gets advancement to another right. place by stepping on you. Yeah, right? yeah. if we're constantly trying to advance ourselves— At the expense of someone it's else. It's usually at the expense of someone else. However, if we're trying to lift someone else up, then we're the sacrificial person. We benefit—our character benefits from that. Right. From, from lifting others right. up. Which is why Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. Right. And as we look at his life on this earth, we see the character that he lived, and his life was a life of, of, of giving. giving and healing and— Total sacrifice, right. total giving. Now, while Lucifer counted it a thing to be grasped to be equal with God, Jesus— the exalted one made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's Philippians 2, 7, and 8, the ultimate servant, if you will. Right, and as the cross was before him... Um, even the the disciples who had walked with him for three and a half years were so filled with self-seeking that the very principle of of Satan's kingdom was in them that they couldn't even sympathize with Jesus or even understand when, when he spoke about what was it going to happen. It to didn't him. register. Right. Right. They because, were still had their minds fixed on the earthly kingdom. Yeah, on the earthly kingdom and that the Messiah was going to come and it was going to give them all advancements here on this earth so that they, he could oppress the Romans because the Romans were oppressing them. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus came. And so he tries, I can, you know, you can almost see him tenderly with, with uh, of course, with em- emphasis, he tries to correct the evil. And he tries to do it with, you know, he tried it with the disciples and he tried it with us. He shows us what principle bears sway in the kingdom of heaven, what true greatness consists of, and what actually registers as great in the courts above. Right. What's the standard up there? What's the standard up Mm -hmm. there? Those that are actuated by pride and love of distinction are thinking of themselves, and the the rewards they're to get, to gain, you know, the be first kind of a thing, rather than know how to give back to God by lifting up other people and 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 supporting other people. Right, because in God's realm and in, according to his principles, um, before honor is humility. To fill a high place before men, heaven chooses workers like John the Baptist, who took a humble place before God. The most childlike disciple is the most efficient in labor for God. The heavenly intelligence can cooperate 
with him who is seeking not to exalt self, but to save souls. And you could tell, you know, Jesus said the greatest was John the Baptist, because if you think about it, he had a following. Right. He had momentum. Right. And it would have been very easy for him to um, say, you know, um, this is actually due to a lot of my own ingenuity here. I've got this following. But he stepped aside. Well, and he went right when he saw Jesus. He, yeah. He Behold said, the Lamb of God. Yeah, and he says, I'm not even worthy to unloose your, your sandals. Right. But you want me to baptize you? Yeah. Which it, was just another example of, of uh, how John viewed himself. Yeah, it's his humility. And, right. and it was. And the person that feels, um, it's the person that feels his need. The person that knows he needs God, that person will plead for it, and the Holy Spirit will give him glimpses of Jesus that will strengthen him and uplift him. It's knowing our need that qualifies us. Right. And, you know, just like, the, just like us, the disciples, need, the disciples needed a change of heart that would bring him into harmony with God's principles. Calling a little child to him, Jesus set him in the midst of them, saying, um, Tenderly, folding the little one in his arms, he said, Except you be converted and become as a little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. So, what's that mean? This is the simplicity, um, the confiding love of a little child. Are they the attributes that heaven values? Are they the characteristics of true greatness? Is that childlike trust? In a, in a creator and setting self aside and simply saying, I, tr- I trust God with my life. Right, because if you don't have trust, then what do you have? You, you have you, fear. You have fear. Right. And perfect love, God is love, perfect love casts out fear. So if we trust that God's going to cast the fear out and we embrace and let him into our lives, we become less and less fearful. It's a process. Right. It's a process. Yeah, because it, it seems like we always want to come in and take the, the want, reins back We want to grab back, right? right? We want to grab them back. Right. And so once again, Jesus explained to the disciples that his kingdom is not characterized by high-ranking dignity and display. At the feet of Jesus, all these distinctions are forgotten. The rich and the poor, the learned and the ignorant, that we all meet together with no thought of social order or worldly prominence. That's right. We all are born naked into this world. We all go out in a very similar fashion, mm-hmm. and there's nothing dignified about death. It's ugly. It's painful. It hurts everybody concerned, and we're there's no social order when it comes when when one person is in, person in, is in his sick bed, deathbed, a rich person or a poor person. Right. It doesn't matter, right? right? Um, I want to talk a little bit about atonement. Okay. Atonement, because atonement is a made-up word. What's the words in atonement? At-one-ment. At-one-ment. Right. At-one-ment. And this is where eternal life is found. At-one-ment with God. Total trust in God. Mm-hmm. Right? God— I, You know, we were talking about the, a child and what makes it—what what is a relationship between a child and a parent— what is it, you know, when you have an innocent little child? No matter, so the parent, so the child doesn't know everything that's going on in the parent's realm, 
but yet a child will trust the yep. parent to care and to make sure that everything is okay. Yeah. And I think that that's where we, God is desiring us to have that childlike faith and that childlike trust with him as our father, that regardless oh, yeah. of what we walk through on this earth, that he has us in in the palm of his hand. You know, and I can remember when, when you got clean and sober and I got clean and sober, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, the real deal. We were both little children because, you know, when you, when you do drugs and alcohol, when you get clean and sober after doing them repetitively in an addictive form for for 20, 20, 25 years, Mm -hmm. you don't grow emotionally. Right. Right. And so we get clean and sober and I'm 41 and you're 35 and we're basically teenagers. You're 10 years old. I'm 16 or something like that emotionally. right? Right. And you talk about child life hanging on for your dear life I'm in a ring with a sumo wrestler kind of a thing. I'm a baby in the ring with a sumo wrestler because that sumo wrestler, in other words, that's what it felt. That old man of mine that knew everything that I did wrong, he knew all the stunts I pulled. He has all the bad habits all in a file and he pulls them out when, you know, he pulls my little anger. He's got a, he's got everything filed away and, and he knows my reactions and everything. And when I react that way, then he just, he laughs at me. And, and it's like, I'm in a ring with a sumo wrestler. He's man. the oldest man. In he's you, right? the oldest man. Yeah. yeah I got a, I've got a, a 60 year old, five year old inside of me. Right. Yeah. That's what that, I got. That's fighting it's, for prominence. He wants to, ex- he ex- <laughs> wants to exalt self. Right. See, and, and then God's principles being the opposite of self-exaltation and and putting people down, God's principles being the opposite of all that, it's it's always a struggle. And, you know, what voice am I going to listen to? What voice are you going to listen right. to? Are we going to listen to the knee-jerk reaction, or are we going to hopefully grow into that last fruit of the Spirit, which is self-mastery, self-control? Right. Or do we want what we want and we want it now because if we don't get it, we're afraid we're never going to get it and we're going to be losing out on something or it's not fair or, you know, I said that earlier. But, you know, and that's that's that battle that we all have, that fear of not being cared for. Yeah. You know, as we grow up and we learn more, we supposedly are supposed to be more mature, but it almost seems like you're kind of going in the opposite direction as to where God really wants you to go. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's because this world has so much more influence oh, yeah. on us as people as we're growing and yeah. maturing. Yeah. And Jesus, we lose those basic principles of God. We do. We lose them. Jesus says... You, you wrestle and you fight and you want and you struggle and you want and you don't ask, but then when you do ask, you ask amiss because you ask according to your lusts. Right. Right? Right. So it seems like most of the time when we talk to God and ask God for things, it's according to what we want. Right. You know, I was praying again this morning and I said, God, help me. And I said, wait a minute, why am I praying that? Why am I not praying, God, how can I help you? Right. Right? Right. Because we're placed on this planet to be messengers in light for other people. That's what our job is. Right. Because uh, that's how the principles of heaven work. Right. And that's how what Jesus came to exhibit in his life. Right. And you've got angels going back and forth to messengers. They are messengers, ministering spirits. That's what they do. Right. That's how heaven works. They ministers, ministers, ministers. And so here we are. But we want to be taker, taker, taker. Yeah, God right? help me with my agenda. Right. Right? And 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 give me what I need in order and, to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah, and God will always give us what we need right. when we need it. Right. Right? He'll always be there for us. And sometimes, you know, once things are broken, and this planet is broken, once things are broken, there are no pain-free options. Right. You broke, you know, you broke your wrist, 
It was painful. It was. Rehab was painful. Mm-hmm. But you have to go through the rehab. And so a lot of a lot of things around us are broken and, and so it's are painful we, to watch. Right. So are we are we participating in the physicians um, healing process, healing therapy process, yeah. or are we bucking the system and trying to have a short way around everything? Yeah, are we not? Um, are we not taking the therapy? Because just think of the trials as therapy. Right. That's that's basically what your trials are. They're therapy to make you stronger mm-hmm. and to be a, of a better character and of a character that when it's all over, God can say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done." Yes. You know, Paul says, there's a crown laid up for me. I fought the good fight. It's a fight. Mm-hmm. I fought the good fight. And the fight, fight is with self. Yeah, fight is with self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up again, folks. Uh, once again, you can give us a call if you need a resource um, or if you have questions about the program, One uh, we're going to have to wrap it up for now. We once again want to thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.